Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, sir. Continuing in Matthew 14, signs and wonders being multiplied just like food with Jesus. <laughs> One after another. I think we uh, we finally come to, and, and I guess it makes sense, we're halfway through, I guess, the way Matthew is divided mm-hmm. in our English Bibles, the 28 chapters. We're in chapter 14 this week, and we see the disciples coming to some realizations, coming to some convictions about who they've been traveling around with. And we're going to look at some of that good confession today. So today we are reading Matthew 14. I'm going to read verses 22 through 33. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Of course, he's just spent the day teaching and feeding the 5,000 besides women and children. Verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you... Command me to come to you on the water. So he said to him, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. I want to have a conversation about that. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Peter walking on the water. (laughs) Yesterday we talked about Jesus walking on the water, but it's not Jesus. Jesus isn't the only one. And... Uh, actually, this this says to me that the way that this use of walking on the water has become commonly stated, it misses the point. Mm. You know, How to, so? Well, today, you know, a lot of folks will talk about, well, look, Andrew, you're great, but you can't walk on water. Yeah, that's right. And the whole idea there is that you have to be God to walk on water. You have to be perfect to walk on water. Yeah. And yet here's Peter, and he walked on water. He did walk on water. And he's the fellow who once told Jesus, depart from me, I'm a sinful man, Lord. He, he, mm-hmm. this, he's not perfect. He's mm-hmm. not powerful. He's not. He's he's like you and me. I, I What I notice about Peter and even Jesus is Jesus deals with Peter differently than he dealt with the devil. Okay, so in Matthew chapter 4, a couple different times, he says, if you are the Son of God, that's what the devil says, then do this, do that. Uh, of course, he answers each temptation with Scripture and refutes the devil. Now, Peter doesn't say, if you are the Son of God, but he does say, if it's you, command me to come to you. 
Well, yes, I think it's a very important distinction. He's not testing Jesus in the sense of, I don't believe you're the son of God. Do you really believe you're the son of God? He's like, okay, all right, if it's you, tell me to come on to the water. Now, I think it's interesting that he doesn't just say, suggest that I come onto the water, advise that I come onto the water, command that I come on the water. Isn't part of this, though, to understand it's not a ghost? <laughs> yeah, like, this, this is about a good Pe- cheer. It is like, well, if it's really you. Yeah, this is about Peter's faith. It's yeah. not about Jesus. Exactly. So, so back in the temptation, Satan was attacking the message that Jesus had just heard. Jesus had just heard when he was baptized, the voice this is the my Father. beloved son right. in whom I'm well pleased. And so Satan attacks that, attacking Jesus' mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. If... If you're really, you know, if God's really treating you this way, Peter's not coming at him like this. This is about Peter's faith. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And okay, if it's you and something about Jesus commanding him to come on the water, Peter recognized this is Jesus and he gets out there. I do think it's important again to notice it's a command. He Mm -hmm. has, Peter has now been issued a command by Jesus, get out of the boat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now Peter has to have, make a choice. Am I going to do what I was told to do or am I not? Mm Mm-hmm. And this is a really important point in this picture that we have, which I think is a picture of the grace of God. And it's a picture of salvation. It's a picture about how our Christian walk works by the grace of God. Peter has now been given a command. Mm -hmm. Is he going to believe in Jesus enough to follow the command, or is he going to cower back in the boat and wish, I wish I hadn't asked that? (laughs) Said too much. That's a great question, uh, that, uh, that our Christian walk is getting out of the boat. Well, in Ephesians, it talks about the fact that we need to walk in a worthy manner. We should not walk as the Gentiles. Our, 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 um, Life as Christians is described as a journey. It is described certainly, as certainly. a walk, and it's and it's described as a different kind of walk. It's it's a walk of faith. It's a walk that says, "I'm going to believe Jesus." When Jesus tells me to do this thing, whatever this thing is, it it goes against what what I perceive. It oh, goes okay. against. I see what you're saying. What what the world would tell me, yeah, it goes norms. against what I've learned from my culture and my society. But Jesus has said it, so. Now the question is, am I going to get out of this boat? So what you see with Peter is, if I'm tracking with you, great faith initially. Faith. Yeah, I guess, absolutely. That he's actually, well, I mean, I've certainly never stuck my leg out of a boat and thought that I wasn't going to go right into the water. Well, of course, you've not ever been in the presence of Jesus who commanded you to step out of a boat. Yeah, that's right. But the question that we might have to ask is if I was in the presence of Jesus and he told me to step out of the boat, would I do it? Would I do it? I, you know, the ruler, when we're, we're going to get to that in Matthew chapter rich, 19, the, the rich, rich young, young ruler, ruler uh-huh. the one we call the rich young ruler, Jesus gave him a command and he couldn't step out of the boat. Uh, he, he no, didn't, he couldn't. He didn't have the faith. How am I going to live if I get rid of all my stuff? Yeah. Uh, so here Peter is willing to step out of the boat. What we have is an action of faith, a faith-filled response. Mm-hmm. All right, Peter, oh, and, and this is what's amazing. He steps out of the boat. I've often wondered what that looked like. Did he, was, was he very 
cautious and slow and kind of tapping the water to see what would happen? Or did he just go ahead and kind of jump the both, both feet? <laughs> yeah, just kind just of jump boom. in like, okay, we're going to see what happens. I don't know. I, I can see it in either either case. But I'll tell you what, he got out of the boat, and you know what happened next? He didn't sink. He walked on the water. He was walking on water. He walked on water. I've often referred to this as a picture of God's grace. I know that most of us read this story, and we're going to get to the point that comes later where he starts to sink, and then he turns around and he cries out to Jesus, save me, and the Lord saves him. And we all see grace right there. Sure. But the, the question that I really have for us is, why was Peter able to walk on water? Mm-hmm. Is it because Peter's just so good at walking on water? Well, it's not because Peter's the son of God, so it can't be that. It's, that's exactly right. It's because of the grace of Jesus. Peter is able to walk on water by the grace of God, and that is the picture of God's grace. We often think about grace as it's connected to our salvation, as if grace is only the forgiveness of our sins, Mm -hmm. as if grace is only the thing that is applied when we've started to sink or when we have sunk and we've decided to turn around and ask for forgiveness and and, and overcoming at that point. But it we need to recognize that grace is actually a broader, bigger picture. It is the strength by which we walk on water, by which we Offer by which we walk this walk worthy of our calling. I cannot walk a walk worthy of my calling because I'm so great at walking. Mm-hmm. I do that by putting my faith in Jesus. And when he says, look, take that next step. Yeah, yeah. I take the next step. I'm doing it by his strength. Now, Peter didn't walk on water because Jesus had chosen him before time to walk on water at this moment. That's not what happened. Peter made a choice in faith to surrender to Jesus, and because of his faith, he stood in God's grace Mm -hmm. and was able to stand and walk on the water. And that is a powerful and beautiful picture of God's grace. Well, then how is it he starts to sink? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, one of the, I think... For me, as I understand what's going on since, here, since you pointed out that he wasn't selected before time, no, he wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> Are you saying it's possible to fall from grace. Well, yes, I think we absolutely can see that. And in fact, I believe what happened is he got he took his eyes off of Jesus, mm-hmm. and he started to remember, he starts, "I can't walk on water." He starts looking at all the wind and the waves that's uh, going on in the storm, and and begins sinking. I'm doing this thing that I can't do. And as he started thinking more about what he couldn't do and less about what Jesus could do, what Jesus was doing, that's when he sank. Mm. But now here's the thing that I think is most amazing, because I put myself in Peter's shoes. Mm -hmm. If I had stepped out in faith and started walking on the water and been amazed, but then started to sink, Mm -hmm. I think my reaction would have immediately been, I have to get back to the boat. Yeah. Yeah, I think think that would have been mine too. I'm sinking, let's get back to the boat. In fact, I think if I had been one of those other fellas in the boat, like Andrew, I think if I had been, not you, Andrew, but Peter's Peter's Andrew. Andrew. If I had been that Andrew, I'd have been like, there's Peter again. He stepped out there like a moron, and now look what's happened. Throw the guy a line. Yeah, he's like, hey, I've got the oar. Grab the oar. Grab the oar. Here's a rope. Grab the rope. I think that's what I would have been doing had I been in the boat. But that is not what Peter does. What Peter does is he realizes it is better to be outside the boat with Jesus than inside the boat without him. And so Mm -hmm. instead of turning back to the boat, 
What Peter does is he turns back to Jesus. Lord, save me. He understood that the reason I walked on the water a few moments ago was not because I was so great at it, but because of the grace of of Jesus right Mm -hmm. here, this Mm -hmm. more than a man who's out here on the water, and he turned to him. And I think that's the thing I need to learn. When, When I am serving the Lord faithfully, it is because of faith in him and reliance on him that he is giving me that strength. When I have stumbled and fallen and turned away, and rather than saying, I knew I couldn't do this, why did I bother trying? I should just go back to doing what I was doing before. What I need to do is turn back to Jesus mm-hmm. because he's the one that will give me the strength to overcome temptation to walk in that worthy manner. What do you think we should reflect upon with the question, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Uh, you know, I read that and I think, I'm not sure I would have gotten out of the boat to begin with. It seemed like Peter's a great example of faith. And as you rightly point out, uh, what a metaphor for walking in faith, he's walking on water. This is by faith and not by sight, because we all know this is not something people do and people can do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And yet when he cries out, Lord, save me, and he is saved, uh, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Well, one of the things here is, notice what Jesus doesn't do is talk about how amazing Peter is, even in his faith. This is about you. You had amazing faith. What happened to that? It's... Uh, you know, look it's at this kind of like that. You started well. Who has well, you troubled well. you? Who has bewitched you? Yeah, but again, even in all of this, when Peter's done walking on the water, he doesn't get to go back to the boat and say, "Did y'all see how amazing I was?" Well, no. I, I think amazing. that's what Jesus is driving home. Mm. You know, when when this is done, Peter doesn't get to say, "Look at this amazing thing that I did," and and in fact, even in the struggle that he had, even in his faith. He was struggling, and he wasn't going to be able to turn to these guys and say, did you see how amazing my faith was? Yeah. Did you see that? Don't you guys wish you had amazing faith like me? Because Jesus rebukes him and says, little faith, you're a doubter. And uh, you know what you really needed was me. Yeah. And and that's the lesson I think we're supposed to get from this. What we need is Jesus. And we don't go walking on water for Jesus to save us. We turn to Jesus for salvation and... And because of that, he will walk us on the water. Yeah. And of course, I'm using that metaphorically. I'm not saying all Christians will go out and walk on water, but we will walk in that manner worthy when we put our faith in Mm -hmm. Jesus instead of ourselves. Walk by faith and not by sight. Appreciate so much you joining us today for Text Talk. Send us an email, uh, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love for you to uh, rate the podcast, share the podcast with other people, and help us get the word out about it. So glad that you joined us today for this conversation in Matthew 14. Let's wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, you are wondrous and awesome. We want to walk on water. We want to walk in a manner worthy. We want to turn away from the walk that we had as as non-Christians, as non-disciples, as pagans, as Gentiles, and we want to walk your way. And so we put our hand in yours, and we ask you, Lord, save us. Lift us up. Walk us on the water. We put our hope, our trust, our faith in you. Please forgive us where we look to ourselves and help us to keep our eyes on you. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. 
check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.